that, that exuberance is exactly the way I feel. Well, we are... I'll express it for you. Good. All right. So we're live. It's Car Con Carne currently in quarantine for the foreseeable future in quarantine. Quarantine Con Carne and Quarantine Con Carne is sponsored by our friends at C&H Financial Services. Business owners, at some point, we'll all get out of the house. We will go to your businesses. We will buy your wares. We'll go to your restaurants, your bars. You're going to want C&H Financial Services on your side. They can help you eliminate 100% of the fees associated with credit and debit cards as a form of payment. Keep this web address in mind. I realize now is perhaps now is perhaps an impractical time for this, but it won't be for long. Freeprocessingnow.com or call 855-600-2437, extension 999, and start saving money today. It's Car Con Carne. I am Tracy with an IE Franklin, uh, Glenn Finnick ambassador. I've been pronouncing this scotch wrong for my entire 21-plus life. And well, I don't you know think, I'm not the only one. I can't be the only one. You are not the only one. And honestly, when I first was starting at a bar and I saw it, I said Glenn Fittich too. It says Glenn Fittich on it. But we've got to think that this isn't just regular English. This is Gaelic, right? So in Gaelic, Glenn is valley and Fittich is deer. That's so it. Glenn Fittich, and we are on the river Fittich, which is like, oh, it's a deer river. And so Glenn with the valley, we've got a little valley in the bottle, Fittich, deer. It's on there right there, a stag. I love it. Now, have you been to the distillery? Have you been? Oh, many times. I love it very much. <laughs> I, I've got to think that distilleries over in Scotland are, are huge tourist destinations. Well, absolutely. But what's interesting is Glenn Fittich was actually the first distillery to open a visitor center. Sorry, that is me rocking my chair. We were the first to open a visitor center in 1969. Basically, people were stopping by anyhow and kept wanting to look at uh, you know, all the distillation process. And Janet Sheed Roberts came up with the idea that maybe we should actually make this into an experience. So for many, many years, Glenfiddich offered the first visitor's experience. And it was also free for a very long time until we, people realized, like locals, that they would just, if they just came every day, they would get free alcohol. <laughs> so <laughs> That's the pro move. Absolutely, but then they had to put a nominal charge on there. And actually, there's now different levels. So all of our whiskey experts can come by and actually have a completely different experience than somebody who's just a novice and trying to learn what distillation is and what is single malt scotch. And I just had that light bulb moment where I realized that that's the reason why Costco charges memberships. Otherwise, we'd, we'd go there for free pizza squares. All day Every long. single weekend. And samples. It, it makes perfect sense. Uh, so ex <laughs> explain for newbies uh, or, or people who aren't as veteran in, in drinking scotch, what exactly does single malt mean? Yes, it's my favorite thing to do because so many people immediately associate the single malt category or single malt into something for only the, the, the premier in the, you know, of the world. Those who have you know, graduated from law school are now going <laughs> on to, some, to run a practice or things like that. For too long, we've thought that single malts are really special and you know, should be on this pillar and I, 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 regular guilty. folks. That, 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 yeah. that was my, my mode of thinking for forever. Well, I felt the exact same way. And once I started to experience single malts and the people that actually make and work for the single malts, then I realized it's not like that at all. Again, it's just whiskey. So first of all, single malt is just whiskey. Got okay? it. 
But in Scotland, you can make five different types of whiskey. You can make grain whiskey, malt whiskey, blended whiskey, blended grain, and blended malt. We are a malt whiskey, but specifically a single malt. And it describes itself. So single means everything in this bottle, every single drop is from a single distillery. So every bottle that ever says a specific brand that has a distillery, all of the whiskey in there was made at that distillery. And malt just means it's made from 100% malted barley. Single malt. Easy. See, it's also is, made in is, a pot still, but this we is home, talk about that. This is homeschooling the adults can get behind. As oh. the kids are home, sheltering at home, doing their lessons online, they've got their stuff to learn. I think this is this is time for the adults to get a little Absolutely. knowledge, get a little education. Uh, Tim Diamond just checked in on Facebook. He said, now that's something I didn't know. I always say fit itch. We all did, Tim. Ah. We all did. We did. Guilty. Which is why I don't want anyone to feel bad about it. So don't feel bad about it. Just take that knowledge and go tell your friends. It's Valley of the Deer. Glen Fiddich. Yeah. Now, had you personally like taken a liking to scotch from an early age? It was this... Yeah, so we bought like my origin gig? story. Yeah, Your origin story. <laughs> you were irradiated in a lab by a spider. Right, exactly. So I was actually a professional singer and dancer who traveled the world. Pretty much the same thing as being irradiated by a spider. <laughs> and while I was on tour, I was singing. And for me, alcohol does affect my voice, so I couldn't drink a lot. Sure. And I had to figure out what could I have that was flavorful, could last all night, and people wouldn't make fun of me. <laughs> So I was sitting at a bar and somebody opened a peated whiskey. And from that moment on, I was just really in love with this whiskey that could completely transform and like created a visceral reaction in my body. If you've ever had a heavily peated whiskey, it is just dirt and tar and, you know, it's dirty. It's like rotten fish and it's wonderful. It's, it's just this experience you can't have any other way. It's just full of weird smokes. So that became kind of my obsession that I realized it was killing my palate because it's all I was drinking. Right. So when I tasted something more subtle, I wasn't tasting any of that beautiful delicacy. So I started to learn the category a little bit better and realized there weren't people that looked like me drinking it the way I wanted. And when I went to tastings and things, it just, it was just me. And so a girlfriend of mine who was actually working for Dalmore now, she and I created a company that was to increase diversity in the world of whiskey. So we became a marketing arm that brands could reach out and hire. And um, so I, from the moment I tasted my first peated single malt, I was in love, but I also wanted to learn more so that I could open up the category so more people would drink it. Love it. And uh, Ron just checked in. He said- Hi, Ron. Uh, he said, smoky sweet is where it's at. Uh, Ooh. There are different ways to drink scotch. I mean, there are different, whether it's neat or on the rocks, I, I'm sure that they all have subtle degrees of taste and impact. Why don't you explain that? So do we want to have a cocktail? Do we want to talk about with like, cause I can do either. I have a delicious cocktail for you. Let, let, um, let's continue the education. Then we'll work our way up to okay, a cocktail. Cool. That, that's, that's the way it works. Let's finish with the cocktail. I like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then what I'd like to do is talk about glassware. Is that all right? Yeah. Do yeah. It. So this is your typical whiskey glass, Scotch whiskey glass. People have seen this. This is called a Glen Cairn. This was created uh, by people who were actually at the distillery smelling, tasting, and they all got together and tried to figure out what would be the best shape. And this funnels all of your aromas right into the middle there. So it just enhances the nose of your whiskey. Also, you've got your little foot so you can touch the whiskey or you cannot, so you're not necessarily heating it. Now, this is great if you want to be nerdy. It's great because you're going to smell all those aromas. You get to sit and look fancy. However, 
if you would like to use a wine glass, just use a regular white wine glass that has a similar shape. You're just sure. looking for that tulip shape. So you don't have to have that if you want to enhance the aromas. You can also, though, use just like a, a rocks glass. So this is a rocks glass that does have a, just a gentle turn in there. Um, but if you were just to use a straight one, even though those aromas might be dissipating out a little bit further, it's still, you know, it's your whiskey, enjoy it. So I don't want people to feel like there's rules. That's first and foremost. Now, what I do want to talk about is adding ice to your whiskey. Sure. Who adds ice to their, do people, are there people on, am I asking actual questions? Do you yeah. add ice to your whiskey? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people do whiskey on the rocks. Right. So do you know what happens when you add ice to your whiskey? Well, I would just assume it gets diluted. I, I don't it, know. Absolutely. So it does get diluted. It gets diluted at a lower rate than just, of course, adding water. But what also happens is the same thing as when you personally get cold. So if you walk into a really, really cold room, all of a sudden, all of your muscles constrict, right? Everything kind of pulls into itself. The same thing happens to the flavors and the rich oils and things in your whiskey. So when you have that ice, which I'm going to go ahead and put an ice, uh, put some on ice, because I also, while I'm saying this, I don't want people to think it's something you shouldn't do. How about that? <laughs> well, well, Tim on the Facebook chat just said never to drink always. Whiskey on do ice. what you want, Tim. It's not my. It's my whiskey, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you are actually looking to enhance flavor or to really dive deep into your whiskey, that's why I want to tell people because I want them to know that if you are adding that ice, it is diminishing flavor. It is not. That doesn't mean that you can't do it. It still makes for a lovely cool whiskey right i swear so, to god when you pour that i could smell it through the screen <laughs> what did you smell i smelled delicious whiskey so what i'm smelling actually full on is just like a light oh well there's lemon right next to me <laughs> i was like i was gonna say citrus peel but it's sitting right there um a bit of fresh pear which is what we're known for it's like that apple sort of pear note for glenfiddich we're definitely on the fruitier side now, I've got to think that, and I love that most civilians drinking this probably aren't picking up on those notes. Well, I think they could, though. So what I would want for them to do, the same way that I was smelling this lemon because it was sitting next to me. So if you were to take a lemon and like when you're just putting away your, for your groceries, if you smell your fruit, you smell your spices, you smell your vegetables, you're going to then log that into your mental, you're going to log that into your, your like sort of or, audit, your nasal smells or your smell catalog sorry uh -huh. and like when that. you do go in to smell your whiskey it's going to be easier to access so you wouldn't know that this smells like pear but literally i have again pear sitting next to me and i've been cooking with pear all day so i actually know that this so distinctly smells this similarly to that um but really it's about always smelling anything around you got it makes sense yeah so as you build that up and then also what i do is don't just smell, but as you're smelling, think about the, the fact that there's going to be a sweetener. There's probably going to be a spice note. There's probably going to be an oak note. There may be something vegetal. So as you're going through, you're thinking, okay, what kind of fruit? What kind of sweetness? Is it white sugar? Is it brown sugar? Is it toffee? Is it caramels? And as you think about those things, you will kind of catch a light. Like it'll just, you'll recognize that smell in your whiskey, but you have to kind of give yourself hints as to what it might be. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So are, are we at cocktail time? We are at cocktail time. Yes. So uh, also, if you don't want to add whiskey, but you do want to open it and explore it, just add a few drops of water. A few drops. So when you go to bars and you see these, that's what it's for. So it's just to add a few drops, which does open up your whiskey. I love it. 
All right. You so ready? I'm ready. I, to me, this is the kind of thing that you don't make into a cocktail. You, you drink pure and unadulterated with, with mixers or anything like that. You're about to prove me wrong, though. Right. So I understand, and that's actually why I kind of wanted to talk about pouring meat versus with your ice versus a little few drops of water, because that is how most people are going to drink yeah. it. And I 100% understand that and completely support it. But I don't want for people who aren't fans of Scotch whiskey yet to feel like there's nothing else they can do but suffer through it at meat, you know, while it's neat and like hair on your chest and it's burning. And the reason they'll feel that is just because they're not used to having strong alcohols, whether sure. it's vodka, tequila, things like that. They're used to having a cocktail or on the rocks or something where it's watered down. So I always want people to feel comfortable learning Scotch at the same proof of what they're used to. Makes sense. Because that... Yeah, that's actually what causes a lot of people to dislike scotch, is that they get it, and, and the person with them is like, you can't add ice, you can't add water, you have to do this, and it just burns, and they're like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> so, so instead, yeah. yeah, so instead, I want to give people options so that they can really feel free to explore scotch whiskey on their own and, and understand that this is, it's okay to put it on the rocks, it's okay to make an old-fashioned, or a highball, or a sour. So... This is a really cool cocktail today because I basically just made sort of a pear syrup. So I took a whole pear, cut it up, um, and then sauteed it with, uh, it was one pear based about one cup. And then I put three quarter cup of sugar and then a half cup of water. I just cooked that down, mashed up the pear, just let it sit, added a few allspice and cloves to give it a little bit of a, a spice note to it. I bet it smelled amazing. Oh my gosh, it still smells amazing. I wish it could smell this guy. It smells so good. So it's just this really beautiful, bright, fresh fruit with a touch of clove, like just that little warming spice on the back of your palate. So once you have this made, you can do anything with it. And that's why I was saying you could take this, you can put like half a part into a highball glass full of ice. I would put then, you know, a part and a half of whiskey and then top that with soda water and you have a beautiful pear highball. You can take you know, you can do three quarter parts, three quarter parts of the sweetener, and then three quarter part of your lemon, and then two parts whiskey, and you've got a sour, sure. a, you know, a whiskey sour with pear. So there's so many things once you make your flavored syrups that you can do to really make some delicious cocktails. I, can we just pause and uh, acknowledge just how cool the Glenfiddich glassware is? Oh, using? right? It was all the glassware, right? Yeah. <laughs> Looks lovely. Uh -huh. uh, Ron says, let's have a scotch weekend. Ron, we're having one. Uh, all bets are off. It's it's Vegas rules from now until we're out of quarantine. So if you want to have a Scotch uh, weekend, have at it. Nothing stopping. Super you. excited. I mean, for me, it's Scotch all all the time. So I don't I don't know why just the weekend. Scotch. Why all just the, time. the weekend? Exactly. <laughs> and what you so, said about the the pear and making that simple syrup with the pear. Yes. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, people need to know since we're all stuck at home. What's the easiest way? to make stuff with what I have on hand or what I can exactly. easily get. And that, that's so, it. It is. So the biggest thing is make a, a syrup that's flavored. So simple syrup first, never buy it. It is just equal parts sugar and water. Boom. You right. have a simple syrup, which you can put in anything. But if you take that simple syrup and you start to add flavors to it, that then makes your cocktail. Sure. You don't really have to do much else because when you think about like, what is a cocktail? What is an old fashioned? It's just your simple syrup, your sweetener, Bitters, if you have, you don't even have to have bitters. You can just put some like citrus oils, you know, and then your whiskey your, or your gin or your vodka. You can put anything you want to make an old that. It's just sweetener and bitters and an alcoholic spirit. So, to, and then if you want to do a sour, then you just add your, your citrus juice. 
Right. So there's so many ways to go once you make that syrup. Can you talk about the differences in the Glenfiddich scotches? Absolutely. In, in, the, in the line? Absolutely. So I'm going to get my old-fashioned started so I can drink that while we talk, too. Makes sense. So I put a quarter ounce of the pear syrup, a quarter part of the pear syrup. <laughs> um, the 12 would be normally what I'd put in this because it already has some beautiful pear notes, but I thought today we might contrast a little bit. So the Glenfiddich 12 is 85% ex-bourbon barrels, 15% ex-European barrels. So it's going to have a really beautiful vanilla note from the American oak, but then you're going to get just that little bit of oak spice from the European oak. So this is the one you've all seen, right? It's the green. This is our new bottling though. So you may recognize this one a little bit more, right? Oh yeah. Right, so, oh sorry. So what we did is we did new, we've done some new branding. So kind of updated a little bit. We enhanced the V. So where we are in Glen, Glenfiddich is in the Speyside region. We are in a city called Dufftown and we are in a valley underneath the Conical Hills. So that is to show and designate our valley. The valley of the deer. Exactly. So we put that on the bottle. So hopefully people will understand what we're going for. And our 14 is being updated in May, but the 14 is actually one of the most popular whiskeys we have in the United States. It's a bourbon barrel reserve. So we are not making a bourbon because it's made from 100% malted barley, but we are taking our whiskey that's aged for 14 years in ex-bourbon barrels. Then we are putting it into barrels that we have custom made by Kelvin Cooperage who's a family-owned Cooperage out of Kentucky. Also, we are a sixth-generation family-owned company, by the way. Cool. <laughs> so we are working with a company to make us barrels that are toasted for a minimum 20 minutes, then charred to 3.5. So we put 14-year-old whiskey into barrels that you would normally put bourbon new make into. So Got we're it. pulling a lot of that toffees, those caramels, those coconut flavors, and a little bit of that oak char into the whiskey. And, and I really love that one. Tim just said 14 is delicious. It, right, Tim? Because it's got that beautiful malt finish, though, so it's not as if it's overpowering of the barley. You still have the complexity of malted barley, which is what I love. So I put two dashes of the Angostura bitters and two dashes of the lemon bitters. So another thing that's fun, if you are home and you like are looking for something to help you with your cocktails, if you have a spot that has any interesting bitters, Get them all because those you can play with. That's how you can kind of zhuzh up your cocktails, zhuzh up your drinks. So even if you were just to do a whiskey and soda and then top it off with bitters, you have a whole fresh, beautiful cocktail that way. Absolutely. Uh, Dan just checked in and said, this is fun. This is fun. It's a Friday I'm night. Glad. We can't go We're anywhere, but we can spinning. do a virtual cocktail hour. <laughs> so oh, I'm going to spin basically until the... Oh, that's so funny. My table's shaking. <laughs> Spin until I start to see a little bit of a frost on the glass. That's going to tell me how cold the actual liquid is in there. Also, a little bit about the dilution. I'll be able to feel how the ice rolls up into the top of the glass. So here we go. So now I'm starting to see like there's a, so the ice sits here and then you'll see there's a frost, about an yep. inch of frost. Yeah. So I, I guarantee you, none of my friends are stirring their cocktails that long. <laughs> No problem at but all. But we're here to learn. To. Teach us. You don't Teach need us. to. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Um, I left the glass I was going to use. So we're going to instead use another Glenfiddich glass. <laughs> Which is lovely. So I'm going to pour this off of this ice only because I have a sphere. So I wanted to use a sphere so that it doesn't dilute as quickly. Got now, it. Now, if you're using a sphere or those large uh, cubes, 
basically you have less surface area that's contacting the, the liquid, so it's going to dilute a little bit slower. I swear to God, I'm learning stuff tonight. This is remarkable. I'm learning while under quarantine. This is great. Well, you know what? I know a lot about alcohol, and I'm happy to come back and teach you anytime. Fabulous. <laughs> I can teach you about comic book superheroes. That's about all I can offer you. know what? You. My yeah. husband would, you know, maybe we should do this, because then he would love me more. See? And it would be wonderful. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was going to show you our Glenfiddich 15. Um, but I'm not sure where I, oh, there we go, where I put it. So 15 is actually the one that is in this decanter right here. So I only, what I recommend is if you're going to put something in a decanter, make sure that, was, that, that was you my drink, next question. What qualifies for the decanter? Make sure that you drink it quickly. So decanters are, um, they have the, basically usually the tops that they have aren't as tight as what the bottle would be. So you're allowing more oxygen into the whiskey. So that means it's going to oxidize faster, which means it's going to lose its, kind of its brightness, its vigor, right? It's going to sure. lose that because the oxygen is going to soften it. So if you're putting it into a decanter, also light affects your whiskey. You make sure that that's something you're going to drink, okay? So for me, my 15, I drink that all the time. It is delicious. It's a Solera style. It was actually invented at Glenfiddich by David Stewart. We built an 11,000-gallon vat. Imagine that. It's 17 feet tall, and we filled it up with cash drink with whiskey. Damn. Right. Yeah. So there are three types. Let's go of for a swim. <laughs> oh, hmm. <laughs> okay. This is, I literally, when I was there, I was like, I want to swim in this so badly, but you know, you would just sink to the bottom and die. Yeah. There's that. It would be horrible, but it would be, it smells so delicious. Yeah, you would so have an exquisite that, smelling corpse at the end of the Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so in the vat, we have ex bourbon aged whiskey, ex, ex sherry aged whiskey, and then we take some of the ex-bourbon and we put it into casks that are a new American oak, which have been toasted. So ex-bourbon, ex-sherry, and then toasted American oak. Filled it up in 1997, released it in 98, and it's never been less than half full since then. That's awesome. So we constantly put 15-year-old whiskey in. So we pull it down to half, take that out, put in 15-year-old whiskey. It's really wonderful. Now, how often when you're not under quarantine and COVID-19 is not a thing, how often are you going to Scotland? We try to go twice a year. That's great. Yeah. So it's really about just really getting to know the people that are there so that we can maintain their stories. As ambassadors, we are the walking embodiment of the brand. Sure. So they want us to really know the history, know the family values, because the family is still there. And it's really important to continue that legacy. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I, this I, Truly, this has been educational, and this is going to make us all want to run out and at least pick up a bottle of 12 before the weekend's over. I mean, this is... Well... And that would be, honestly, I would love for people to get the 14 or the 12, depending on your palate. But the 12 is, it's been around for so long because it's good, you know? So in 1963, we were one of the first to market single malt scotch as a separate category from just scotch. So that's when we really started this push to say, this distillery characteristic, like this whiskey made only at Glenfiddich or made only at Balvenie is different. So from that, we were we became the number one selling single malt and still are today. But even more important, we're the most awarded. So that yes. means that people who, who are judging, like, it's good juice in that bottle, you know? I love it. Yes. Well, Tracy, I, I can't thank you enough for, for doing this pleasure. virtually, for setting up your bar for our video purposes tonight. Of course, of course. And this and is I, delicious, by the way. I, I have every <laughs> belief that that is true. <laughs> I, I think I've got like a Fanta in my fridge right now. That's about all I have to drink. I have squirt. <laughs>
Here's the thing. Where, where I work, the radio station where I work, we have a, a soda vending machine. Working in broadcasting, you always want caffeine. There's like mm. one, one option for Diet Coke and like two for Squirt. Who's drinking oh, all no. that Squirt in the building? It, it makes me crazy. I don't know, uh, okay. but it mixes well. Hey, I think that's it. I think that's the reason why. These are radio people. It might be. Uh-huh. Lot, lots of vodka and gin stashed under those desks. I'm sure of it. Amazing. Uh, but Tracy, thank you so it. much. This this truly was educational. This is this was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I want to thank everyone for watching on on Facebook Live. Uh, Giorgio just checked in. My friend Giorgio said this is hypnotic. It's true. Oh. <laughs> you, you have Giorgio hypnotized if you want to give him yes, some kind Giorgio. of suggestion. Bark like a dog. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, uh, Giorgio should definitely check in to like spot, find me on Instagram. Real chit chat. I do weird stuff there. <laughs> I know for a fact Giorgio will. Uh, all right. Thank you for watching on Facebook Live. That's Tracy. That's Glenn Fittick. Uh, thank you for watching. Bye.